welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Crappy Christian. I am your host and resident crappy Christian, Blake, and every week I get to have the coolest conversations with incredible people about all the things most Christians are still not sure we're allowed to talk about. So if you've been looking for a place to land with all your crap and for someone to just be honest about what it looks like to walk through this Christian life, well, you've come to the right place. Pull up a seat, pop in your headphones and tune out your kids, and come hang out with me and a guest for the authentic conversations that you have been looking for. Elizabeth, hey, welcome to the Crappy Christian Podcast. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. As soon as I heard the name of your podcast, I'm like, that is the show I need to be on because I have been a crappy Christian for so many years, and I just really want to encourage other people that God is for you, not against you, no matter what's going on. Yes. Well, welcome to the fold. We There's always room for more crabby Christians. Awesome. And you're, it's so funny because when we connected before we started recording, we both were kind of saying what you just said. You were saying when I, you know, saw the name and saw what it was about, I knew I needed to come on. And then when I saw what your story and what your books are about, I said the same thing. So it's, it's kind of a match made in heaven. Yeah, and awesome. So tell us and the listeners a little bit about yourself and your family and your story. Yeah, sure. We're um, a large family. There, we have eight children, four boys and four girls. And um, our oldest is 22. He's in the Marine Corps and he's married. And our youngest is eight, but he thinks he's 18. He's a sweetheart. <laughs> and my husband's active duty in the Air Force. He's a fighter pilot. So um, we're currently out in North Carolina, but we've moved all over the place. And uh, we're getting ready to go through a big transition. My husband's going to be retiring after 25 years of military service. And oh, we're moving wow. back to my home state of Texas. And going to kind of shift our family's focus a little from the military and serving our nation to uh, my writing and speaking and blogging, et cetera. And, and just the ministry that our family can work together to do through that. Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, I wanted to say thank you for your husband's service and for your family's service. I know from having a lot of friends in the military that it is more than just your husband's service that your family has served and sacrificed. And so I'm really thankful uh, anytime I get the opportunity to have a conversation with someone who that's a part of their lives. But I'm also really excited for you that you're going to get to get closer to home and and it's fun. That... It's exciting. There's also a little scare factor to it of like we've never been like totally civilian before. We... Right. <laughs> Not sure. We're like we don't know how to do that. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you already have one book out, which is Undefeated, and your next one is coming out and is titled Undaunted, which people who listen to the show know that that's. I mean, yes, 100 percent, right up our alley. Yeah. Uh, so I think the, I know that you said the books go together. Can you tell us a little bit about them and why you wrote them, what they're about? Uh, yeah. So the, the short version of the story is basically, uh, back in 2007, I had a series of, of difficult challenges, which was interestingly preceded by a really close time I had with the Lord and just really quality prayer times. I really felt like I was drawing in close and then my life just kind of started to unravel. And the climax of that was uh, losing my son in the second trimester of our pregnancy. This was my sixth pregnancy. So I had five little kids at home, and I was just devastated by the loss and just slipped gradually into depression, although it took me a while, too long, to realize that's what it was. 
um, I just felt bad and I felt bad physically. And I began to kind of pull away from God because I felt like he wasn't there when I needed him. And I mm. felt like I had been betrayed and abandoned. It was a big surrender for me to go along with God's plan of continuing to grow our family, even though we were quite busy. And then to get to that point of surrender and then ask for God to ask me to give that baby up and mm. surrender, you know, it was this double surrender that just was a real whammy to my faith. Yeah. And um, so I just really struggled for a long time. I had a lot of doubts and questions about God. I wondered if, you know, everything I believed was a lie, you know, had I, had I, uh, bought a deception and, and none of this was actually true. And I would read things in my Bible and I'm like, that's not really lining up with my life. Um, mm -hmm. So I went through this long period of struggle and just trying to figure things out and not really having a firm footing. And as I um, was coming out, there's a whole other story there too, which we can get into. But as I was coming out of that, I again kind of reconnected with God in quiet times in the morning. And I started journaling, which was something my therapist had recommended to me to help with the depression. And about three quarters of the way through the first notebook, I thought, I think this would make a good book. You know, I kind of felt mm. like God's sort of just nudging me gently to go, you know what? Other people need to know this too. There are other people out there who are hurting. I had been so engrossed in my own pain for so long, but it was just the first little glimmer of God saying, hey, there's other people out there that need to know this too. And, and you need to go share it with them. And so really writing the book was just at the end of the day, an act of obedience and I said so many times when I was writing it, I'm like, you know what, if I'm the only person that ever reads this, it will still be worth doing because it developed my relationship with God. And he really, you know, showed me and solidified my thinking on several things. So ultimately, uh, you know, it's just kind of doing what God said to do. Now, of course, obviously, I hope that people's hearts will be touched by that and that lives will be changed for people who are going through their own journey of struggle. Right. Well, and. I can't tell you how often I get to have conversations with authors who their journals and their personal experiences turns into a book because are those not, those are always the best books that are birthed out of just that really, really personal, intimate place. But what you said about you were engrossed in your own pain, mm -hmm. you're so engrossed in your own pain that you didn't see anyone else's and or see that you could help right. other people through theirs. And I think that that's, there's, I think there's a season for that. There's a season where you, you've lost a child that I think, I don't know that anyone would ask you to be looking around and seeing everyone else's pain, but it's coming. I think it's coming out of that. Mm -hmm. with, so one of the kind of unofficial taglines for the show is people who have walked through the fire and come back with buckets of water. Yeah. Yeah. I love oh. that. I, I read that. I think that's, that's so you, true. I love the verse where it talks about God will comfort us. And then that same comfort that he gives us, will turn around then to share with others. That's the purpose mm -hmm. of it. And I, I feel very blessed in many ways in my life, but I always feel like God is reminding me that he's not blessing me just to bless me. I mean, that's part of it, but ultimately he blesses us so that we can turn around and, and bless others with what he's yes. given to us so that we can share it. And um, so I really just feel compelled to do that. Personality wise, I'm really kind of more the person who'd like to hang out in the background and I'm kind of private. I'd prefer to keep my stuff to myself, but I just feel like God keeps kind of nudging me out there going, no, I want you to share this stuff. It's important and other people need to know. So here I am. <laughs> so here I am. Okay, God, here we go. Yes. <laughs> well, and 
get God blesses us so that we can turn around and bless other people. And I think he walks through the fire with us arm in arm mm-hmm. so that we can turn around and do the same for other people as well. You know, for me, and we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but for me talking about my mental health struggles publicly, mm-hmm. definitely my least favorite thing to do. Yeah. Bar none. I hate, I hate it. I just, I don't know if I've ever said that publicly, yeah. but I hate it. It, it triggers a lot of my anxiety and it sucks and it's uncomfortable, but I look at the people who have done it before me that gave me solidarity, that made me feel less alone and less crazy and like I could get through this. Mm-hmm. And I look at the ways that God has been faithful to never, I never felt, I never really felt truly alone. It's kind of, you can't help but try to offer the same. Right. To other people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, it's, I was thinking about this just earlier this morning, because it was really a feeling of, of shame and embarrassment that kept me mm-hmm. from getting help for so long. And feeling like, I remember thinking, um, you know, Christians should be joyful and peaceful, and I'm depressed and anxious, you know, what is wrong with me as a Christian, I had these kind of thoughts. And now just the freedom to just be more open about it. And to tell people I've struggled with this, and I'm, I'm kind of in a, a leadership spouse position here on the base. And, and I tell fellow spouses all the time, you know, it's okay to not be okay. We have a hard life. And this year is a hard year for everybody, no matter what other things you're going through. And, um, you know, reach out and get the help you need sooner rather than later. And I tell people all the time, you know, I still take an antidepressant and an anti-anxiety medication every day. That's just what I need to kind of function at a, a quality level. And that's okay. You know, that that doesn't make me a bad human or a bad Christian or for so long, I thought like only prayer should work. But on my, I have a a podcast called Resilient Life Hacks that I just started recently. And so tomorrow on there, I actually have invited my former counselor to come and talk about EMDR. It's a, because I've tried to explain it to people and I can't. And so I was just mm-hmm. thinking this word. I'm like, so ironic. Like all those years I lived with shame and embarrassment. And now I'm like, and now you have your actual counselor. Yeah, I publicly invited <laughs> my own personal counselor to go, hey, can you explain people? What? <laughs> yeah. So it's just I, amazing how God uses that stuff. When we turn it over to him, you know, when we bring things into the light, they lose their power over us. Amen. Not only do they lose their power, but I feel like you so many things talking about like mental health or, or certain sin struggles when you pull them into the light they stop dominating mm-hmm. you and you kind of get to like dominate them yeah, yeah. I, I you know that, like mining that pain for the purpose that's in there God exactly and if we can go back and dig through you know in your terms you know dig through the crap of our past yeah and find those those golden nuggets in there that God has hidden that we can use those as part of our ministry to help others. You know, he uses yeah. our story no matter what it includes. He can mm-hmm. redeem anything that we surrender to him. No, absolutely. So you walked through this really difficult season of, of losing a child in the second trimester. And I, I know for a fact that so many women who are listening have, have walked through something similar, early miscarriage, late miscarriage. What, what practically helped you walk through that and kind of and find purpose in that trial? Uh, that was really difficult, and I and I struggled with that for a long time. But I I felt compelled again to kind of just push my grief down. You know, like I said, I'm not like a super 
public person about my emotions. Usually, you know, I'm kind of private. I kind of just feel like, oh, this is something I should deal with myself. And that was not healthy for me. You can't mm-hmm. just kind of sweep grief under the rug and try to move on. And it's, it's really hard when you are grieving the loss of a person who was not born mm. and no other people saw him, you know, um, he, my experience was unique. Uh, he was still born while we were on vacation away from home. Oh. And so he was just kind of unexpectedly born. Uh, you know, he was, I was 14 weeks along. So I just, you know, I could hold him in the palm of my hand. He was just a perfect little boy, other than the fact that his spirit was already with Jesus. Um, and you know, just that he was incredibly tiny. Um, and it wasn't until later, you know, that, that my body started struggling. I started bleeding afterwards and, and then that was a whole nother mess. I had to have surgery to stop that. And then I was anemic, but, um, just that whole experience was very traumatic and I really suffered with a lot of, um, kind of PTSD type symptoms. Absolutely. That's what it was at the time, but you know, where I would be totally checked out of my current reality and be reliving images and feelings and things of the past and just completely disconnected with my current reality and things like that. So that just really, you know, you can't just move past that. You have to deal with that. And Mm -hmm. um, so it really wasn't until, you know, finally going to a counselor, which I had resisted for some time where I was able to process all of that stuff in a place that I felt was safe, you know, with a person that was equipped to handle what I was going through. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we're military, so we move around a lot. So the, acquaintances I had at the time were not people I was particularly close to. And then we were in a certain class situation. So most of them moved away right after this happened. And then a whole new slew of new people came in. And -hmm. it's really hard to process that kind of stuff with, with anybody, but especially with people you don't know very well. And I, people, just a simple question of how many children do you have? And Mm -hmm. I would get tripped up because I really wanted to say six and but if I said that and I'm like, well, here are my five, you know, and they're like, where's the other one? You know, people don't want that's a whole nother. Yeah. They would just go, Oh, and they'd back away from me. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to make any friends this way. But if Mm. I said five and I limited it to my living children, then I felt like I was denying him, which Mm -hmm. is, that's a whole nother area. But I really struggled with bitterness from the medical community that I interacted at that particular time, refused to acknowledge that he was a human life. Mm-hmm. So it stirred up that trigger, you know, so I just yeah. kind of felt tight either way. So I, I guess if I had to, you know, say my advice or helpful to somebody else would just be find somebody safe to process that with, whether it's a friend or a family member or a counselor or someone at church, um, you need to be able to, to say things that are maybe, you know, just the raw emotion and, and maybe the unsettling or the difficult things. Um, I think as Christians, we especially are bad about trying to just paint on a happy face and, oh, everything works together for God's glory. It's all good, which is true, but that's not helpful in that moment when you're in that pain. Okay, real quick, wanted to tell you about Charlotte's Web CBD. Charlotte's Web is the world's most trusted hemp extract, and I have been using it for about four to five months now just to help me stay calm, to help me focus. It promotes um, the lowering of inflammation in your body, which I have been working on recently, as well as just helps manage normal everyday stresses. I've had a lot of health changes in the last year, a lot of things that I'm getting off of and going on to, and bringing CBD into my supplement 
uh, lineup has been such a huge benefit. I take it in the morning to kind of help me focus throughout the day and manage stress. And then I also take their gummies in the evening to help me fall asleep. And I use their CBD roller at night to do the same. We're just like all in. I love all of Charlotte's Web's products. Uh, you can get 15% off of your order of any of their products using the code Blake15, so Blake15, uh, and you can check out charlottesweb.com. My personal favorites are the sleep gummies and the tincture, but they also have a quiz on their website that will help you figure out what products are best for you. So check out charlottesweb.com and use the code Blake15 for 15% off of your order. Okay, you guys know I'm always recommending books to you. It's kind of my job. And as much as I love sitting down and actually reading a book, that hardly ever happens. Instead, I listen to them on Audible when I'm in the car, when I'm doing dishes, sometimes even when I'm working out. Right now, I'm listening to A Mind of Your Own by Kelly Brogan. Definitely put that one on your list. But the way Audible works is you pay $15 a month, you get one credit that you can use on a book, And if you don't use that credit, it rolls over to the next month for up to a year. So since you're a listener of Confessions of a Crappy Christian, you can get a free 30-day trial of Audible. All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com slash crappychristian. You can pick your first audiobook for free today. And if you aren't sure what book to start with, I always suggest When to Walk Away by Gary Thomas. So just go to audibletrial.com slash crappychristian to start your free 30-day trial. Okay, let's get back to the show. No, I think there should be a comprehensive list of things Christians shouldn't say yeah. <laughs> in the midst of trauma and grief <laughs> that, that, that are true. Right. They're true, but they're just not, not just helpful. Not helpful. Right. You know, when I'm in the midst of, you know, a PTSD flare-up. Mm-hmm. I just don't need, I just, it just doesn't help. And maybe that's very crappy Christian of me, but I think there needs to be a comprehensive. I can relate because, you know, I would then on top of the depression I was feeling, then I would feel guilty of like, I have no right to feel this way. You know, I have a great marriage. We, you know, we're financially cared for. My children are awesome. You know, and then I would just add guilt onto the pile and shame. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't help anything either. No. So you kind of from this was born undefeated and undaunted. Yes. And I want to hear a little bit more about Undaunted because that's the book that's coming out. Mm -hmm. But also I think that, and this is just my experience with these words, undefeated, I'm like, yeah, I'm undefeated. I know who wins. I know you know, I know that the victory is is mine and God's, but undaunted. I don't know. I feel pretty daunted. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the time. <laughs> it's it's funny you say that because you know when you start on a thing for God, all this like self doubt comes, and you know you the, the enemy starts whispering over your shoulder like, "Who are you to do that?" And the Ooh, whole yeah. I can remember multiple times when I was writing Undefeated, I was in tears literally sobbing going who am I to write a book called undefeated when I feel so defeated every day Mm. and then now I've been working on the second book for way too long and I've (laughs) I've had some health struggles and some different things in there you know undaunted is all about facing life without fear 
And, I, and I've had the same conversations again. I'm crying going, who am I to write a book about not being afraid when I'm terrified to step out and right. do what God's calling me to do? But I feel like God keeps walking me through the stuff that he wants me to write. And that's why I still say, even if I'm the only one that reads my stuff, it helps me so much. Yeah, I'm struggling with the things that I write about. And I, you know, sometimes I really get into it. I'm like, okay, I, I'm really just literally preaching to myself right now. I'm not like <laughs> trying to point the finger at anybody else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the first book is really about the, the fact that a lot of times we feel defeated because we don't acknowledge the, the true nature of the battle that we're in. That our mm. battle is really not against this person or that situation, but it's really about the forces of good and evil fighting each other. And we, we get caught up in that battle. And to direct our fight in the right way. And then Undaunted, so that's kind of more the foundation. The second one that I'm working on is more the nuts and bolts, the specifics. It's the tagline of it is your battle plan for victorious living. And um, it's really the things that I have done to, um, I call it overcome adversity so that then we can know our purpose. So just getting through overcoming that situation that, um, I was in with that depression and anxiety and, and grief that I couldn't process and coming through that so that we can have a purpose in life to then turn around and help others. Like we, like we've described when we're sort of bleeding on the side of the road, you know, to use a physical example, you can't get up and help other people. Mm -hmm. uh, but I love the story in the Bible of, I think it was Peter's mother-in-law. She was really sick and Jesus healed her. And it says mm -hmm. that she got up and started serving them, you know, and at first I, yeah. oh my goodness, give the woman a break, you know, can you guys fix yourself your own sandwich? But, <laughs> but you know, as I looked at that, I'm like, that's really, you know, God heals us so that we can then use our healing and use the energy and strength that he's given us to serve others. Mm -hmm. So I um, really, I didn't know like what's, what's the chicken or the egg when I was trying to get better. I really, I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm like, I know I need to change something, but I didn't know where to start. And so I kind of attacked it on four fronts. That's my military thinking. Uh, but right. spiritually, <laughs> mentally, physically, and emotionally, I said, I'm just, I'm going to make deliberate steps in these four areas to just get better, to get stronger. And so uh, many of those are things I still continue to do every day that just kind of keep me strong. They help me to uh, bounce back. That's what resiliency is, is, you know, we're never going to be able to go through life and not get knocked down. And we don't get to choose what happens to us, but we can choose how we respond and we can choose to get up again. And so that's really what the second book is about. And then the, the third book eventually is Unshakable. And that's just about, you know, uh, God's power and his presence with us and his purpose for our lives. So I am so here for this trilogy. It's so good. And I think I'm, I'm thankful for this message because I need it. Mm. So do I. <laughs> I mean, you know, right. We all do that. You know, I was talking, I was actually talking to my, I was talking to my husband about this. I don't think it was last night, maybe night before about how this year for me personally has been kind of a roller coaster, really high highs, really low lows. Yeah. That's not taking coronavirus into account. Mm -hmm. Like if you, you strip away all of the things that we kind of have identified with 2020, that mm -hmm. the, the unrest and the politics and the, the fear and the sickness, you take all of that away. This year has been a lot. Yeah. Just, I think for a lot of us, because we're, we're growing into seasons that, that that's what they bring. Mm -hmm. And those really low lows can kind of feel like 
what what are we doing and then those lows compounded by 2020 yeah just feel they they can feel pointless why are we doing this why is this happening why am i losing this friendship or losing this business or or finding out that my family member is sick you know what why and i think that that's that's universal and that i don't think that a lot of people look back on those seasons and pull out you use the words like the nuggets Mm -hmm. what god taught me what god showed me the his character that was revealed as i waded through this crap Mm -hmm. and he was faithful and he was next to me and how much that would empower our already existing purposes Mm -hmm. if we used that junk Mm -hmm. good yeah i i had an amazing experience with that last year actually in 2019 and you know i i alluded to the fact that i've had some health challenges and it's some sort of autoimmune stuff of pain and rashes and just weird things that seem unrelated and we can't get to the bottom of it but anyway i was going through a period where I just could not like get myself up off the couch. I was just so mm-hmm. exhausted and couldn't figure out what was wrong. And then, you know, I'm like, am I just demotivated? You know, what's wrong with me? So I was really kind of beating myself up over the fact that I wasn't getting the second book done because I had no energy. And I'm like, here, I have all these, you know, these places where I feel like God is nudging me to get out there and share. And, and I do not have the strength to do it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not doing anybody any good, you know? Well, so, you know, this went on for a few months and out of the blue, somebody reached out to me. She had been at a women's retreat that I spoke at um, about the topic of the book. And I had given copies of the book to all the the women who were there. And she had shared it with her like 86 year old grandmother who was in assisted living. Her, you know, husband of 50 years or whatever had recently passed away and she had had some health issues and she was just in a really down place emotionally feeling like there wasn't anything left for her in life. So this woman who had been at the retreat gave her grandmother this book and she read it and got excited about it. And so she was going all over the nursing home, uh, talking to her other friends and praying with other women who were having a hard time and doing all these things. And that was just so refreshing to me to go, here I am sitting on the couch and I can't do anything, but God is still at work. God's not laying on the couch, you know, right. His ability to heal people and to bring glory to himself does not depend on my energy level. He works inside of me. He's always at work. And so that's just given me really a lot of comfort and courage that even when I don't feel like I'm measuring up or I'm not getting enough done, I'm like one of those type A perfectionist, hard driver kind of people. So I'm too hard on myself. (laughs) But um, when I feel like I'm not measuring up, I'm like, God is always at work. And who knows what he's doing behind the scenes when I feel like, what's the point? This is useless. He's doing something. He's not wasting it. And I may not ever see what it is on this side of eternity, but now I just have the faith to trust that it's there even when I don't see it. Amen. Amen. And that that's what it boils down to, right? Is the faith to even when you don't feel like things are working together for good. Right. They are. And that's what I really wrestled with for a long time was just, I really wanted to figure God out. And, you know, just that age old question of where is God in the suffering? Where is he now? Because it felt like he was so far away. Um, But I eventually came to the place where I realized I don't really want a God that I can understand. I want a God that I can trust even when I don't understand. Because if the God was too small, small enough for me to understand, he'd be too small to be worthy of my worship. 
Mm-hmm. And I, so I've learned to take on these mysteries of God as this is a good thing. It means he's, he's big enough to love me in all my mess and all my crappiness mm-hmm. that happened. I mean, we're a family of 10. We have a lot of messes going on. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but, and that he's powerful enough to do that, you know? So it's a good mm-hmm. thing that I can't figure God out. Yes. I love that. It's a good, I'm glad that I cannot understand the complexities and immensity of God, because if I could, then that would mean he was small enough for my tiny brain to understand. Right. And I don't want, I don't want that. That's not what I signed up for. I signed up for something. Right. I love that. I love that. And it's, it, it, it is the answer to what you said, the age old, I want to understand. I want to be able to answer every question. I want to understand every facet and every suffering and every season that's that's not that actually is not what we were ever promised we were never promised that we were going to understand it all we were promised that he would be faithful and that he wouldn't change and that he would be in it yeah and so much better I know when I'm in that place I love to read the last few chapters of Job it's like you know after all these chapters of suffering and anguish and then God finally shows up but he doesn't answer a single one of Job's questions yeah at the end of it you're just like wow He's, you know, God's got this. What, what am yeah. I complaining about? You know, even though life is miserable sometimes, he, he's, he's got it under control. He's so much, you just leave with this sense of awe of the majesty of God. And then it doesn't matter so much that I can't figure out all my little questions because he's got all the big questions figured out. So certainly he can handle my little ones. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your story and that you've pushed through the discomfort of wanting to be behind the scenes, but knowing that God had and has a message for you to share with the rest of us. Um, Where can people get a copy of Undefeated and then Undaunted when it comes out and where can they find and follow you? Yeah. So uh, the books are available, you know, online. Well, Undefeated is, Undaunted will be, you know, on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, wherever. Uh, My website is elizabethmyers.me. And actually, it's just a special thing I do for podcast listeners. I offer a free PDF version of the book because uh, I just really feel like the message is important and I want to help as many people as I can. I don't want, you know, money to be in the way. Um, yeah. So that's at elizabethmyers.me slash free book with no hyphens or anything. Okay. Um, on most social media, I'm at the Liz Myers. And then my podcast is called Resilient Life Hacks. It's resilient it's a, a baby podcast just started two months ago so everybody starts somewhere though yeah so well I'm it's just another one of those you. little baby steps of obedience of I don't yeah. really know what I'm doing I you know I when I felt like God said write a book I got online I'm like you know how to write a Christian book yeah it's like yeah oh, if you're an author you need a blog so I'm like okay how to start a blog <laughs> and now it's like oh, I get you it. know less people are reading and more people are listening I'm like okay how to start a podcast <laughs> I just I just keep doing the next thing God puts in front of me and it's very helpful to push me over getting over my own perfectionism and my I have to do it right and just saying I just have to be obedient and God's the one that's going to do it right in the middle of my mess and in the middle of my crappiness God's going to figure it all out and he's going to make it work together for good amen he just and he uses your obedience Mm -hmm. and he he is I think he rejoices in our obedience and blesses that so thank you for being obedient and thank you for sharing your heart with us well and same to you i really appreciate that you have this community where people can come forward and be honest and listen to other people being honest i didn't have that kind of Mm -hmm. i could not find that community anywhere 
and I desperately needed it. And I just think this is awesome that you are doing this. You know, I've, I've listened to several of your podcasts. I'm like, just like, yes, yes, this is what people need to know. So thank you for your obedience and for stepping out and creating that environment. Mm, thank you. All right, that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Crappy Christian Podcast. And hey, by the way, if you super loved it, can you go leave a five-star review wherever you're listening? That'd be awesome. All right, see you next week.